It's the Brian and Kendra Show with Brian Cook and Kendra Brown of Advanced Real Estate Advisors. I'm Kendra Brown. And I'm Brian Cook. Between the two of us, we have 38 years of experience in real estate. Sharing real estate tips and advice right here on Classic Hits 107.3. Hey, it's the Brian and Kendra Show. Yes, where we are here to give valuable tips and practical insights. Oh, gosh. Oh, wait, that's said backwards. Practical tips and valuable insights. It's like you don't even know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. This Every is... time you put on your fruity shirt, you just you lose your brain. Loopy, loopy and You fruity. get all excited. You're like, it's going to be a great day. Great and then day. you forget practical tips and valuable insights. That's right. But hey, I've got my flowers and my butterfly or my I'm Millers. particularly font. So anyway, I'm not going to talk to you because you said <laughs> Miller's. I'm just going to talk to the people that are listening to us because I like them. They probably use words oranges. like moths. I like love oranges. This design? I don't know. And lemons. Know. Put, it has lemons on it. Those are oranges, I think. Oh, it does have right. lemons. Thanks. I know. <laughs> I couldn't I, see it. It's on my shirt. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and this is a lily of some sort right here, right here, right here. Weird. It's like, hey, let's just yeah. throw a bunch They're of... They're supposed to take this part out of the lily, and then it'll last longer. The florist told me that. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. So here you are. If you want a cool shirt like me... Shop at Ross. Shop at Ross. <laughs> Someday. Right. I guess I'm not. There's cool. only one other of these in Woodward that I'm aware of. Yeah, I've not yet seen that person wear it. I have. And it will be a you day. <laughs> there will be a day we'll both wear it at the same time on accident. I, I'm I, ready. I hesitate ready. to wear it to church on Sundays. Well, y'all like, let me know because I want to wear yellow and coordinate. Because I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I wear this today, is he going to wear it today? Oh, my gosh. Hey, you guys leave me out of everything then. <laughs> Anyway, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's not giving you a microphone, Brian's coming though. up to sing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Brian told me one time that whole can't carry a tune in a bucket. He's like, I can't even find the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> All right, so back to bad. the show. Okay. Um, you're disappointed, though, because whenever, when you got dressed, you forgot to wear your... Um, Firework shirts. If I'm running, oh, watch God. out or whatever. What's yeah. your shirt If called? I'm running, you should be running. <laughs> All right, so 4th of July. Finally. What day is 4th of July? It's on the 4th of July. Oh, my gosh. Why are you such a challenge? You mean like Tuesday? You don't know either, do you? Let me look it up. Yes, it's on a Tuesday. Oh, good. Do we get Monday and Tuesday off or Tuesday and Wednesday off? Um, I'm thinking, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. (laughs) That's how you'll do it, but I'm at the office. Yes. We'll talk later. Except I'll be working seven days prior. Yeah, but you don't even feel like that's work. You love it. No, because there's people there, and they like to buy fireworks in houses. And you like fireworks in houses. Because they come out like, oh, we had somewhere to shoot fireworks. I'm like, man, if you bought a house in the country, you could shoot fireworks year-round. This yeah. is a fire ban. I, my favorite are fireworks at Christmas in the snow. Remember oh, that year you did them in the snow? Yes. Were you there? Oh, yeah, I was. It was so cold, Oh, my cold, gosh. It was, it was the most inappropriate way to shoot fireworks, but it was so much fun. What do you mean inappropriate way to shoot fireworks? You can't hold them and shoot them like that. Oh, I didn't know you were holding them. Yeah, we shot like. I'd know better than to get anywhere near you when you're holding a firework. We were shooting them under the snow, <laughs> and they would explode. They would skip across the snow and explode on the water. It was oh, a good snow that year. It was so awesome. It was gorgeous. Oh yeah, it was so cool. And then they just that's it like just my favorite pond in Woodbury. Yes, man, yeah. that's a gorgeous area. It is. You, if someone's going to get married, that's where they should marry. <laughs> be such a great place wouldn't to get it? married, wouldn't yeah. it? If yeah. I was thinking if fast enough, of that. we would have had fireworks too. But 
Was it fast enough? That's and, funny. You thought we were going to stick around long enough for it to get dark and have fireworks. No, I was just going to. They have, have we daylight. talked about how fast my wedding was? They have daylight fireworks. It would have lasted almost as long as your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> like less than eleven I minutes, lit baby. It. They've got they've got five minute fountains. Seriously, that would have been I amazing. Lit two five fountains. Except you know my distraction levels. You'd be like, and Kendra, and. <laughs> What? How is it my turn? <laughs> okay, so do you know, Jack told me that in the middle, pastor's talking, talking, and Jack said about that time across the pond, some geese. And he was like, oh, geese. Oh, I'm getting married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Okay. All right, so here we are. We have been talking about the residential purchase contract yes. that we use from the Oklahoma Real Estate Commission. There is this fun little booklet. So fun. Yep. Look at this. So much. Look at that. Fun. Not one picture except the front page. Maybe we should make a <laughs> coloring book. Make, we should make one that has pictures in it. It'd be for great. People like me. Yeah, here's, you know here's what? We got it. It'd be like here page one, execution. And then we would send a picture of this page right here. That would be the picture. Here's the problem. <laughs> if there's too many words, like on a weather report, I used to send the weather reports to my sister in law and say, too many yeah. words, tell me what the short and skinny is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so that's what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna we're break doing. this 14 page into like 42 sessions of radio shows. Oh my gosh, you're wearing me out. Let's hurry and get started. Okay. okay. Last week we talked about things that stay with the property, um, and we used to generally say if it's attached to the property, it stays, and that's still kind of true. But there's a little bit more, a little mm, bit less that goes along right. with that. So it's detailed on the contract. You can read all about yep. it for yourself. If you have questions, just Call us ask, or ask us and put it in the contract. Does the zebra stay? Ask, put it in the contract. Pets typically don't stay. I know, but hey, if you want the zebra. But occasionally, there have been a cat left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a whole nother show. All right, so um, we talked about time periods that we can <clears throat> do inspections during the time reference period. Mm -hmm. um, and we talked about what the time reference date is, that it's um, usually not specified a specific date, but is the third date after last date of the signature of all the parties, which was so many words. Um, we talked about property condition disclosures, that those are disclosures from the seller saying this works, this doesn't work, I've had problems with this, I fixed it this way, or um, or I don't know if it works, I've never even used it. That's also an option. So now we're going to talk about the inspections, um, investigations, inspections, and reviews. So the buyer has, we talked about this, they have a certain amount of days to do their inspections. We highly recommend them. Please understand, your lender probably doesn't care if you do a home inspection. They're not going to say, you must do a home inspection. Yes. They're probably going to encourage it the same way that we do. Yes. But the home inspections are rarely required. Rarely. Termite can be required. Yes. Um, we recommend any inspections for anything that have you concerned. We want you to be the most informed because we don't want you to move in and then be disappointed, um, shocked, or unable to do repairs that you might have found in an inspection. Right. But they were living in the house, and surely everything works right. So this is so fun. This is our story. We talk about this all the time. You mm -hmm. had the buyer. I had the seller. Just kidding. You had the seller. I had the buyer. Halfway through the transaction, you called, and you go, uh, seller just mentioned that they um, brought out the sewer line every, every three, three years. Oh, was it three months? Maybe it's a year. I it seemed it like was, it was a lot. It, regardless, you said, is that normal to you? And I went, no, that's not normal to me. I mean, I was like, I don't know, 30 years old, did never ride out a sewer line in my life. I thought, what the? I can't say that now, can I? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what in the heck? That's crazy. That's not normal. <clears throat> but he'd done it for so long, it was normal to him. Right. 
when I shared it with my buyers, they went, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. But that allowed them to be aware and to know. So so sometimes a seller, what is normal to them may not be normal to you. Right. So we understand that that gets tricky. We want you to understand that that gets tricky. That's why we want you to do inspections. Um, so we have, um, usually we have about 10 days after the time reference date to do the inspections. Most generally, our buyers will do a home inspection and a termite inspection. When they get their home inspection, you are really good to go through them with the buyers. So a lot of, so here's our process on our side is the inspections come to me. I print them off and put them on your desk. You read through them. You call the buyer. You say, hey, do you want to meet at the house or do you want to go over this on the phone? Some of the buyers are comfortable. They've read it. They completely know what they're doing and they're cool to just go over it on the phone. Some of them are a little bit more unsure. I probably, if I were your buyer a few years ago, I would have probably had you meet me at the house and show me what we're looking at. Um, so it just really depends on your your comfort level and what you already know about property, property maintenance, property preservation, and repairs. So you meet them and discuss, this is how you fix this, how you fix this, or I don't know, we got to call in a professional, or um, this is kind of a big deal. Yes. Sometimes that comes up. This is kind of a big deal. Sometimes a buyer, if you have a buyer last week, I overheard you on the phone. I guess it's been, anyway, he wanted one repair done. And to me, I thought, that's not a big deal. I heard you on the phone say, that is a big deal to the buyer. You said that to the other agent. Yep. So it's important that we address these things that are important to you. So we want to make sure that you're comfortable with your property. That's what this comes down to. Exactly. From our perspective, not from the contract first perspective. <clears throat> from us as your realtors, we want we don't want to sell you a house. We want to help you find your home. Yes. So these inspections just give you that much more comfort that you're ready, able, and willing to take on the most the responsibility important. of homeownership. Yeah. And the most largest investment you'll probably ever make is in your house. I know that, that we're supposed to say that, but I've seen the prices <clears throat> of cars lately. <laughs> Please don't spend and more money on your car. Some than of y'all. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah. <clears throat> so all right. So different things that you can inspect for. Those are general. There's a whole list. Disclosure. Um, I'm sorry. Blood, storm, runoff, water, storm, sewer, backup, water history, psychologically impacted property and Megan's laws. Do you want to touch on that really fast? I feel like even agents sometimes misunderstand They this. don't. Yeah. So psychologically impacted. So. Oh, you want me to tell my story? So Yes, that'd be probably better. Okay. I have this. I, I had this buyer and she turned out to be such a fun friend. Man, I just love the heck out of her. Every house we'd go into, she'd go, has anybody died in here? Has anybody died in here? Has anybody died on here? And every house I'd have to say... I don't know. I couldn't tell you if I did know. I can't tell you. If I know, I can't tell you. I don't know, but I can't tell you if I did know. The house that we walked into last, I said, listen, don't even ask right. me. Don't right. even ask me. Do you love the house? And she said, oh, my gosh, I love the house. She loved it. We go under a contract, and they buy the house. And she comes to me sometime <laughs> later, and she goes, hey, the people that own my house, they died. And I'm like, yeah? She's like, but I don't think it was in the house. Yeah. It was such a big deal to her. But Oklahoma has a law that says that we as agents, we can't disclose if something is psychologically impacted. Right. So um, that could be a specific illness in the home that can be considered psychologically impacted. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody died in the home or, or something like that happened, um, any number of things you can imagine on your own, I'm not going to fill your brain for you. Psychologically impacted, that's not us. That's not us to tell you. So if you are really concerned about that, and I went through this with my friend, if you're really concerned, then we need to write a letter to every seller and say, Mr. Seller, will you please disclose to me 
if anybody's died in the house, if um, anybody had this particular illness in the house, will you please disclose to me whatever the case is that you're concerned about? We present that to the seller. This is the trick. The seller may respond. Yes. They don't have to. Right. They don't have to. So it's really stinking tricky. I can't tell you if a house is um, haunted by ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> like I really can't tell you, but I also can't tell you. It's so crazy, right. isn't it? Yes. <clears throat> that's like, and it's tricky because some people that really, really, really bothers them. Some people don't care. Some people don't believe in anything weird. So it doesn't matter. But, um, but we want to make sure that you understand that that's how you would do it. If you have a concern, write a letter to the seller. We'll make sure it gets to their agent. They'll get it to the seller. Boom. There we go. Right. Right. Okay. It's the five hours you spend in the kitchen mastering your famous recipe or spending quality time with your family. Other insurance companies may just see it as a house. It's not just a house, it's your home. Hi, I'm State Farm Agent Kevin Kanzler, and I see your home as the time and memories you put into them. I understand what your things really mean to you, and I'm here to help give them the protection they deserve. My office is located on the corner of 13th and Oklahoma and Woodward to call me at 580-256-2216 for your home insurance today. On Point Land Survey can take care of all your residential, commercial, and industrial survey needs. This family-owned and operated business proudly serves Northwest Oklahoma. These lifelong Northwest Oklahoma residents with over 22 years of experience are ready to serve you with the latest equipment and capable trucks to get your job done. Call On Point Land Survey today at 580-256-6757 or stop by 1918 Main Street in Woodward, Oklahoma or visit their website at onpointlandsurveyok.com. Professional. Trusted. Local. Right, hazard Ooh. insurance. So you need to be checking on your homeowner's insurance during your time reference period. Yes. Do this fast. As soon as you go under a contract, you get you get your information to your insurance agents. I, I would recommend you shop. I love Kevin Kinsler. I can't tell you how stinking awesome he is. Um, personally, the way that he's helped me actually with car insurance. Man, he really bailed me out recently with um, with a situation I had with my son. And, and he was so quick to say, Kendra, I've got this. It's not a big deal. And like five <laughs> minutes later... What had kind of been stressing me out, I was like, oh, well, that's done. Done. Check that <laughs> off the list. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so that was awesome. Uh, anyway, shop for homeowners insurance. Make sure they have the information they need. If they have questions, have them call us, and we'll do what we can to help. Um, do that fast because that's part of this inspection period. Environmental risks. So if you're worried about um, soil or um, asbestos, anything like that, this is when you would be testing for those things. The roof has been a big deal lately. We are just long enough past the last major hailstorm. Yes. I mean, so you're, you need to check your roof policies on your insurance companies. <clears throat> After 10 years, lots of these insurance companies go to a um, actual cash value policy. Yeah. Not a full replacement Gosh. cost policy. So <clears throat> and some roofs have massive deductibles based on the value of your house. So... We were looking at a house the other day. Um, we believe it. I think you're. I think it's probably got a one percent deductible because it's a home. One percent on a half a million dollar home, but it's not a half a million dollar home. It's the insured value of the home, which is seven hundred thousand. Oh. So their deductible that? is seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and now it's over ten years old. So now it's actual cash value. So the forty five thousand dollar roof. <clears throat> is aged out 30%. That's $15,000. And then <clears throat> the deductible is seven. Now you're down to 22,000. It's going to cost you $23,000 to put your roof on. If you can't afford 23,000 to put your roof on, 
you need to find insurance that does full replacement cost insurance. Man. Or be saving money for the... I think that's the ticket. I think really we need to just be aware and start and, and start being prepared for those things. Yes. Like we need to be pitting back a little bit all the time. Right. We don't have insurance for our know. tires. Same right. deal. You put money back exactly. for your tires, you need to put back. We can't just live our life expecting the insurance to pay for everything. Right. So that is a big deal. So I would call your insurance company. If you are financially unable to put the roof on right now, you need to find insurance that will replace your roof. And it's been 12 or 13 years since we've had a big hailstorm. Whoosh. It will be 10 years, 11 years. So it is coming. It is coming. <clears throat> All right. Home inspection. We've touched on that so yep. many times before, but just real quick, that's a general inspection of different systems in the house. Yep. Um, so they have an inspection agreement that they have you sign before it, before they go do the inspection. And they'll tell you what they do and do not cover and what they do and do not look at. Um, like one of them, I think, I, I don't think either one of them like really inspects fireplaces particularly. Mm -hmm. Am I confused? I'm thinking nope. that that's accurate. And right. sprinkler systems. I know one of them for sure. He's like, I do not do sprinkler systems. Mm -hmm. So you might need to get a separate inspector to do your sprinkler right. system. All right. Termites, wood destroying insects. Um, and it goes back to the home inspection guy. He'll do a general and then he'll be like, hey, we're unsure about the electrical. And then we hire an electrician to go over right. and inspect or repair the electrical system. Like he'll say, this outlet didn't function the way it should. We recommend having a licensed electrician to inspect. Right? right. Okay. All right. Um, you might need to inspect. Use of the property. Yes, that's exactly what I was okay. So this is like, hey, I'm buying a house Zoning. at 915 Texas and I want to put in a coffee shop. But it's a house. Okay, well, let's double check your zoning. Or I want to live in Wildwood and I want to put in a daycare. Oh, guess what the rules say? You can't have a daycare in Wildwood. Right. So we want to make sure, even though it's an in-home daycare. Right. I don't think it's allowed there. So stuff like that. If you're going to do something at the house and you want to make sure that you want to build your hot rods here or whatever you want to do there. What about pet boarding? Can yes. I board my pet? You can't Some have... Other people's pets? You... There's a rule in the city limits that you can only have, I think it's either two or four pets. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, you're supposed to have permits for each pet. But it has to be approved. Interesting. So if you're boarding pets at your house, know exactly where you're going. should not be legal. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I got you a little serious just there, didn't Well, it? if you have. I mean, now you're, I mean, you've got health hazards. Yes, so. How commercial many? property. You can't have more than, I believe the code says two two dogs. You can't have more I than two dogs. I was thinking it was three, but I don't remember for sure. I think it's two, but I'll verify that just because I want to know again. But, All right. But it doesn't do matter because lots and lots of people have lots and lots of pets. So when it comes down to, they don't really enforce it. But if you, like, if you have a neighbor that has a whole bunch of pets, like 47 dogs or some crazy deal, um, I said crazy because that would be crazy, um, then you, you should call code enforcement. We have code enforcement. That's what they're for. Right. So, okay. All right. Square footage. You, it is you as the buyer. It's your responsibility to measure the property. If you're concerned mm -hmm. about square footage, it is not our responsibility to make sure that the square footage you're quoted is correct. Right. We do our best. Mm -hmm. We usually tell you what we see on the county assessor records. And yep. um, sometimes we might have to take into account, like if the property has been added onto, then we might have to yep. measure the add on and add that to what the assessor says. But, um, but all the three of us in this room, Nathan, you and me, could all three measure, and I would be the only one right. So, I mean, like everybody comes up with a different <laughs> measurement, right? Yeah. right? Right. Yes. Yeah, because you depends on how tight you measure. You just that. said yes, I would be right. Yes. D how tight you measure <laughs> your tape, and then if you add like we do, <laughs> me. Okay. All right. So now that you've done your inspections, what happens next? 
Yes. Then we start negotiating if there's any issues. It feels like a second negotiating period yes. in the contract, which is kind of stressful um, to a seller particularly because they think, yeah, we're under contract. And then, boom, we hit them with this TRR, a treatment repair and replacement document. So once you've gone through your inspections and you start to see some things and you say, oh, gosh, um, this looks pretty good, but the water heater is leaking and um, the air conditioner didn't cool properly and I have concerns about the roof. So at that point, after we've met and we've discussed, you might tell us that you would like to have these things repaired or, or replaced. And so we complete this TRR document and, and we submit that to the seller and we say, okay, seller, buyer said um, that they're content with the property, but they want these things replaced or repaired. And so the seller then has a certain time period, seven days, I think, to go through and make sure that they can afford to do that. So they get to do their prices, get their estimates, and they can come back to the buyer and say, um, I'll fix the HVAC. Um, I'll fix the water heater. I'm not fixing the roof. And then we have to negotiate. We have to decide, okay, so are we in or are we out? What happens next? That's where we're at. What if your inspections are just so crazy that you don't want the house anymore? Then you cancel the contract. This is your right to this is your right to cancel the contract. Yeah. So we hate that. We don't want that for anyone. We know that that is stressful for you as the buyer because you've already spent money for your appraisal probably. You've already spent money for your inspections. You've already done this that and the other. You've put a lot of legwork in it and you're heartbroken because the property that you thought you wanted and that you fell in love with really doesn't suit you now that you see some things on the inspections. We hate it for you. We also hate it for our seller because they've just lost up to two weeks potentially off the market because of that. And and we know that then it's even tougher for the next buyer because the next buyer goes, what? Why didn't that sell? And even with disclosures, what's a big deal to you may not be a big deal to me or vice versa. And, and so the next buyer might be like, uh, something doesn't add up here. And it, it can really create some issues down the road. So um, we don't love it, but that's part of it. And you're pro- you're protected here, buyer. You're protected to um, cancel the contract during this time period. Do you want to add anything to that? Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. So this is my favorite part. You get a chance to do a final walkthrough after all of the repairs are completed before we go to closing. We'll have another opportunity to walk through and make sure. So this is when you can, Yeah. Did they? usually they send you like an invoice or something saying, hey, the HVAC is done because it's not really something that you test. Um, might be obvious that the water heater doesn't leak anymore. It might be obvious that you have a new roof right. because you saw the roofers there and you saw the shingles and you picked up some of the roofing nails yeah, off yeah. the ground. In your tires. <laughs> yeah. So there might be some things that are obvious that you can check. Some things may not. But regardless, we're going to walk through the property before before closing um, and make sure that it's in the same condition as it was um, normal wear and tear accepted right. at the time of the contract. This is to make sure they didn't spill, you know, a gallon of paint under the master bed when they were painting, when they moved in and thought, ah, the bed will just cover it. So when two of our agents, one of them is a home inspector and then another agent, were discussing that when he sold her her house when she moved to Woodward some years ago, mm-hmm. when the buyer moved out and they went to do the final walkthrough, half the baseboards were missing. Like they baseboarded right up to the end of the couch. And the baseboards were gone. Yes. And I'm not, I, I keep, I have thought about that a number of times. What's the solution to that, man? Is yeah. that a, is that a buyer beware? Well, you should have yes. inspected better. Yeah. Well, that I think, stinks. unfortunately, I think it is, but, um, Golly. it would be a hidden defect. So then it would be, but is that a defect? I, if I don't have baseboards, is it a defect? 
Yeah. I know what would <laughs> it's happen. It's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> Get out my trim gun. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's going to put yeah. some trim in for yeah. you. All right. So um, not promising that. It's just a scenario. It's just crazy Weird. to think about that. Oh, yeah. All right. So you have a chance to do a final walkthrough, make sure that things are. I, we like to schedule the final walkthroughs before, like the yes. day before closing. Day four. And here's why. Two, three reasons why. Actually, one of my very first closings ever, a guy from Florida bought a house in Woodward for his daughter. He wasn't here. He wanted me to go. This is pre-cell phone days. I didn't have a phone yet. Um, or I didn't have a video thing yet where I could video him. And so I was out, met at the house. I said, hey, I'll just run out there. I'll check the house. I'll call you back. So I run out of the house. I open the back door and water runs over my shoes. Oh, my goodness gracious. And the water heater had exploded and it was just shooting water. It blew water through the sheetrock into the kitchen. Because it was just so much pressure. And so he wasn't even going to do a final walkthrough because he wasn't living here. It wasn't a big deal. He would just move here and deal with it when he got here. So nonetheless, thank goodness I did a final walkthrough. Oh, my goodness. Um, but then, so on that one, that gave us, that was the day of closing. So it gave us time to negotiate, obviously. And then we paused everything. But sometimes it's like this. Oh, we're missing baseboards. Or there's paint under right. the master bedroom. Or that gum, they took the ceiling fan. Or their stove. Right. So it gives us time to the fix mailbox. the miscommunication. It gives us a little time. Right. Sometimes it's just, I didn't mean to do that. Nobody's trying to harm anybody. Right. It's just a miscommunication. And so we, we get those cleared up as quick as possible. I want to hit that. I think usually no one is trying to harm anybody. I, I really <clears> believe <throat> that the majority of the time, like the great majority, like the 99% of the time, that no one is trying to harm anybody. I think that things are typically just innocent. Yes. Just that right. they didn't understand that. Almost always. Yeah. I, I cannot think I cannot think of a single time that I saw something happen like that that I thought that was intentional. Mm. Nope. It's always been an accident. And it's easy for us to see that because we're third party. But, man, yeah. sometimes it doesn't feel that it way, does it? It doesn't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Risk of loss stays on the seller until closing. So their insurance needs to stay in place, and then your insurance needs to take place at closing. You accept the property when you sign all of your documents and when um, when the funding exchanges. That's when you get to accept the property. So we talked about this a couple of shows ago, that possession is at funding, not at signatures. So the minute that the funds change hands and we give you – Actually, we don't have to give you your keys. When the funds change hands, that's when the property is yours. Yes. That's when it's yours. <clears throat> Hopefully, we've been able to give you your keys then, though. Yep. All right, title evidence. Um, do we have time? We have two minutes. Okay, let's hurry, hurry fast. Okay. All right, so you are going to be given, um, you're, you're going to be assured that you have clear marketable title in the respect that the seller is going to have the abstract updated. And from the abstract, you're going to have a title attorney read through the abstract and make sure that we have clear marketable title. And so he's going to read, 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 and make sure that deeds have been properly signed. We're fighting with that right now, mm -hmm. that a deed was improperly signed. Um, and so we're having to get that corrected. We will do everything that we can to get the, the title corrected if there are any kind of issues. There generally aren't serious issues. Right. Like, and, and in my history since 2000 and whenever I started, really I've only seen a couple of times that I'm like, oh, my gosh, can this be fixed? And usually they're fixed with quiet titles, yep. six to eight weeks sometimes a little bit more, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Isn't that about what you see? Yes. But, I mean, how many? Like one every few years? Yeah. It's, I mean, I had like two in a row, and there's both mine. Yeah. 
I think you should have had a title attorney the first yes. time you did it. All right. I will say this. Title title opinions. Um, if you ask us, who should I use? We're going to give you a few people. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you the people that I see the most. Yep. Because there's a difference in reading abstracts. And you want somebody who's well-versed in that and already has some really good experience. The same way that um, if you're doing a child custody battle, you would want somebody who's, who's versed in that. Right. So, all right. It's time to go. Time to go. Already? Already. Okay. So we made it past a whole page today. What? Two pages. Wow, Yay. we're zipping. So <clears throat> be back next week. Uh, we'll be finishing up this contract, talking about those things, um, and then enjoy the 4th of July. Um, and then we'll see you guys next week. It's the Brian and Kendra Show. I'm Brian Cook, 580-334-2303. Kendra Brown, 580-216-0090. See you later. Thanks. Your new favorite, Classic Hits 1073 KLSI Moreland Woodward. Tell a friend.